Hi there. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast to follow if you're a values-driven coach and you want to build a business that you're truly proud of. My guest today is Omar Cumberbatch, who helps health coaches create podcasts that build their brands. So earlier this year, Omar invited me to join him on his show, The Health Coach Academy. This show is really valuable and quite successful. So Omar wanted to come on my podcast to brainstorm how we can leverage his podcast to boost course sales. So this, of course, led to a step-by-step conversation about list building because if you want to boost course sales, you've got to build a mailing list. But Omar is not interested in social media marketing. So instead, we brainstormed a couple of simple ways that he can build off of his podcast to add email subscribers who will ultimately buy his course. So whether you have a podcast or not, this episode will help you identify how to leverage your strengths, how to leverage what's working to become more visible and boost more sales. Let's dig into it. Hi, Omar. Thank you for joining me on Coaches on a Mission. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited about today. <laughs> me too. I was a guest on your show not long ago, so it's fun to have you here on mine. And it's not often actually that I have guest volunteers who aren't Hive members. So this is going to be a really fun opportunity for me to get to know you more. And I know you've got this incredible course that you want to get out into the hands of more coaches. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about that. So thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. So what would you like to walk away with from our time together today? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I do have a course that I released and I'm really interested in scaling that course, getting it out to more people. And I know that one of the elements of doing that is to have a strong email list, which I do not have. And I'm kind of looking for both. So the ability to improve on my email list specifically that would in turn make my selling of this particular course a lot easier and to get it out to more people. Cool. Yeah. All right. So List building and course launching go hand in hand. I'm going to just give a little context to our listeners. Some of this you may already know, but typically in the online space, one to 3% of your mailing list will invest in any sort of scaled offer that you put out, whether that's a $12 a month membership or a $9.97 course or a $35,000 mastermind, the price point doesn't matter very much. But as soon as you move past that one-to-one model in one-to-one or small group into something that's more scaled, that's what you can expect. So this is why list building everybody matters so much because scaling by definition means to grow without feeling hampered. And if you've got a course and a list of 45 people, you are going to feel very hampered when you try to grow because 1% of 45 is what? Like a quarter of a person or something like that. (laughs) So I'm glad you're here to have this conversation. List building is really important when you want to scale. Can I ask a couple of questions about the course and how you launch it before we jump into a list building strategy? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Okay, cool. So the course is created, if I remember correctly, it's called How to Create a Business Boosting Podcast. Yes. When you launched it, how, I guess I want you to fill me in. How did you launch it? And what, if anything, is your marketing plan around the course? 
if you're looking at me like, uh, hey, lady, that's why I'm here. That's also fine. <laughs> give me some context here. Yeah, yeah. Partially, that's why I'm here. But in my mind, I thought that because I have so many downloads on my podcast that just uh, notifying people on the podcast specifically itself, the floodgates were going to open up and people were just going <laughs> to jump on and buy. So it was like a wake up call to me that just it wasn't enough. You know, so even though people are listening, I do have a lot of downloads. It was just it's just something that it wasn't working. You know, it, it's, it, I do advertise it there. So now I'm in phase two of kind of rethinking that strategy to see what is my next step as far as that, because I failed miserably in, <laughs> in getting that message across on my, on my particular podcast. Okay, great. And then with the course, is it rolling enrollment, meaning someone I could buy it any day, you're not following a launch model? Correct. Yeah. So it's okay. an evergreen course. Uh, yes. Okay. So this, I have the same, I'm not going to call it a challenge. I'll call it a situation <laughs> with the hive. There's rolling enrollment for the hive, right? There's rolling enrollment for the course. I could buy it anytime I want, which means it can sit on my to-do list for a really long time without me ever needing to take action because there's no real urgency around it. Now, I'm a believer in letting people decide when the right time for them might be, especially with my program, but it does mean I need to be more, perhaps the word is aggressive around marketing the program than I would normally be with a launch model, right? With a launch model, we're kind of quiet about our program until 90 days before. And then that's all we talk about. And then when the cart closes, we're done. But your circumstance is different. Okay. One last question here. With your podcast, are you, what if any marketing do you do around the podcast to drive people to opt into your list? I don't really do that. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't, that's one of the things that I've, I've been noticing that I should do. Um, mm -hmm. I do make mention of like leaving ratings and reviews on iTunes, but I don't necessarily gear them to go to my website and say, Hey, jump in and opt in for X to jump on the mailing list. Okay, great. Great. And my last, I thought that was my last question. Do you have a lead magnet? I do. You do. Okay, great. What's the name of your lead magnet? I believe it's the top five reasons you should get a podcast. Uh, okay. for your business. Awesome. Great. So the lead magnet totally connects to the course, which makes things easy. All right. So let's imagine that it's a year from today and you and I are celebrating because you've totally impressed yourself by the number of sales you've made of your course. What would that magic number be? Uh, in a year, how many sales would you like to have? I would think that 250 sales for this particular. Okay. Great. So 250 sales. I'm going to do some math in public here, which is always really dangerous. 250 divided by 0 0.02. So remember that conversion rate is between 1% and 3%. Let's find out how many people you need on your list in order to hit that number. 12,500. Now, that number for our listeners, people may have all just logged off. <laughs> that, that could feel insurmountable, right? But the truth is, list building stacks in the beginning, it feels like we're putting so much effort in and getting like a dozen subscribers. But when you stay consistent over time, you will see your list building results like 10x themselves. But our goal, now we know, now it's concrete, right? We want 12,500 subscribers on your mailing list. 
All right. So can we just talk through a handful of simple habits that you could put in place to leverage what you're already doing and actually move people who are who enjoy the podcast onto your list or people who are following you, like get them on your list. So we'll start with a couple of habits and then I want to dive into the podcast itself if that okay. mm-hmm. works for you. Okay. So the first one is for me, the lowest hanging fruit, and that is to build commercials for your lead magnet into every single podcast episode. So I have my commercials pre-recorded. So depending on the episode, like for example, today we're talking about promoting your course or list building. So I will likely choose our coach's course launch roadmap as the lead magnet to go along with this episode. So I try to have a commercial that connects in some way to the topic of the podcast. If you don't have a bunch of lead magnets or you have like one offer and it's really connected to podcasting, I would recommend every intro of every episode, you're reminding people to go and get the lead magnet. And then about halfway through each episode, dropping in a commercial for your lead magnet. Any thoughts or questions about that? No, that makes sense. Okay, cool. This morning, I love it when this happens. I learned about a resource I'd never heard of before. Maybe you have, and I'm just out of the loop. It's called Good Pods. Have you heard of Good Pods? I did. I'm not 100% sure why I know that name. Yeah, right? Um, (laughs) So Good Pods is essentially a networking group for podcasters where people like essentially share each other's shows with their listenership. So if we're looking at the very top of your funnel here, right, you've got a podcast with a lot of listeners. That's the great first step for folks to then start to build trust and affinity with you. So the question I want us to answer here is how can we bring more sets of ears to your podcast? Step one. Step two, how do we take people from the podcast onto your mailing list? So what, if any, other ideas do you have about getting the podcast in more earbuds? Um, I could definitely be way more aggressive in like social media and maybe being on other people's podcasts as well. I think those are two avenues that I haven't been taken advantage of since the rollout of this course and quite frankly, the rollout of the podcast itself. Okay, great. So shall we set a goal around pitching yourself to other podcasts? Sure. Yeah. How many guesting appearances would you like to make on other shows every month? Yeah, I don't have a, a limit to that. I, I, I love being on podcasts. I love having yeah, these right? conversations. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm open for whatever opportunities I would be able to to jump on other people's podcasts. So I, I'm not sure if that's uh, what what number we yeah. are we suggesting kind of just something real. I know, real- right? For me, it's kind of seasonal, right? Like I just had a season where I was guesting on a lot of shows and now I'm moving into a different season where I'm taking a step back from that a little bit and working on more content creation. But what if instead of picking, I don't know, the number that comes to mind is four. Like if you could guest, never works out this way production wise, but if you could guest on a show a week, That's driving a lot of listeners to your show simply by being on these other shows. Does that feel reasonable? So we're looking at four a month? Yeah, that's definitely feels reasonable. Okay, great. So the next step is to book yourself on four podcasts every month. 
Have you pitched yourself on shows before or would it be helpful to talk a little bit about the pitching process? I have not done that, but I'm very familiar because I get pitched to all the time. All so, the time, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> that, that part's easy. It's really just uh, getting around, maybe getting my VA to help out in that process a bit, create like a one sheet and just really you know, have her kind of help me out in that, in that way. So yeah, I'm definitely familiar with the process, just being on the receiving end of them. Totally. I'm going to put you on the spot and this is totally for our listeners' benefit. Without blaming or shaming, what is a pitch? Like, cause I get pitched all the time too, right? And there are pitches that get disregarded and then other pitches that we move forward with. So what is one characteristic of a podcast pitch that you receive that makes you want to say yes? Oh, I'm just giving I, I, our listeners a tip here. Yeah, I think it's this is the the key to it all both ways. If I don't get it that's relevant to my show, then I just disregard. So like, it, you know, whoever you're pitching to, just make sure it's in the same category that you're trying to be on. I mean, I get pitched by like the weirdest, most outlandish things that have no relation to my show whatsoever. And I'm like, did you even take a minute to, (laughs) it it feels very automated, not personal. And it's one of those things that I feel um, is a terrible pitch, a great pitch. If this is something that your audience might be interested in, I wish I had software that they do this, but there's some softwares that do personalized video pitches. So they would say, Hey, Dallas, my name's Omar. And it'd be like a 30 second video. I love your show, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see if I could be on your show. Literally 30 seconds. But basically knowing that it wasn't something that was cut and paste, typed up and just sent to you, you know, haphazardly. It's a specific thing just saying to you and it's a video, you see the face. And I don't think I've ever turned down one of those. I haven't got many, but I think it's a great, great way to just say, hey, I listened to your show. Right. (laughs) This is me. I want to be on your show. It'll be great. Thank you so much. End the story. This is what I can do. That's so great. If I can look it up, I'll get that to you because a couple of people pitch that way as opposed to like these cold emails that have nothing to do with it. It's (laughs) such a pattern interrupt too, like suddenly a video. And so the tool that we use for that is called BombBomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B, BombBomb.com. Okay. And you can embed and it's like a little GIF, right? So the video, you probably see the person waving or something. And then when you click play, it's them speaking directly to you. Super. So listeners, Omar, you're about to get a bunch of bomb bomb tips or pitches, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Okay. So back to your list building plan. Our goal is 12,500 subscribers. We're going to use the Pod, the thing you already have in place that's creating engagement, and that is your podcast. So goal number one, how can we increase podcast listenership? And then goal number two, how do we drive listeners to subscribe to your list? So what I've got so far is podcast pitching. You know how to do that. You receive a pitch every day. Our goal is to get you on a show a week, essentially. With every show, part of your bio is going to be to drive folks to your show. All right. So not even to your lead magnet. Once people are listening to your show, every intro, you're going to remind people to grab the lead magnet and then drop an ad for your lead magnet into the show itself. Okay. Have you ever heard of a concept called lead magnet swaps? No. Cool. It's my favorite list building strategy. And I find that it's the lowest amount of effort for the highest return on investment. And I'd love to give you an overview of that plan if it would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, 
Cool. So with lead magnet swaps, I recommend aiming for two a month. Any more than that, and then it's just going to feel to your subscribers like all you do is promote other people's lead magnets, and that's not the purpose of your email list. But two a month is a really good rhythm. So basically, let's pretend that I'm reaching out to you to coordinate a lead magnet swap. Similarly to podcast pitching, I want to focus on how our audiences are the same and how we can both contribute value to each other's audiences. So that outreach, maybe it's a bomb bomb video, maybe it's a written email, but it might be something like, hey, Ilmar, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Thank you so much for having me on your show. One of my favorite marketing strategies is a lead magnet swap. And I want to know if you'd be interested in picking a week where I'll promote your top five reasons to have a podcast to my community, and you can promote my coach's superpower quiz to your community. It's pretty low effort, and hopefully we can both experience a bit of a list boost. How does that sound? So we're just being really straightforward about this mutually beneficial opportunity. And then folks understand what it is you're asking and they can therefore more easily say yes or no. Any thoughts or questions about that? No, no, I like that idea as well. Cool. So then I reach out to you. You say, sure, tell me more or, oh, that sounds good. Let's move forward. The steps related to the lead magnet swap after that are to pick a week where we both agree to email our lists and maybe post on social copy that we provide for each other, promoting each other's lead magnets. So once we've picked the week, then I send you email copy, you send me email copy, and we set it and forget it. So typically with lead magnet swaps, depending on who you're partnering with, you could easily see between as few as 12 new subscribers. But I've done a lead magnet swap where I've gotten 800 subscribers from one swap. So this is a really easy opportunity to exponentially grow your list. So we're moving people to the podcast. It exists. You've got loyal listeners. Now we need to drop them into your email list so that you can continue to nurture them, but also enroll them into your course. So I think we have a pretty good plan for the podcast piece. Then if you layer in lead magnet swaps, I think in terms of partnerships, those two strategies are pretty rock solid. And maybe now we should shift to talking a little bit about your own social media list building strategy. And then I'd love to reserve a little bit of time to talk about the funnel for promoting your course, if that's okay. Okay. This episode is sponsored by the Coach's Launch Roadmap. It's a 14-step checklist designed to help you stay organized, feel grounded, and avoid those, oh crap, I didn't even think of that mistakes that can really cause your launch to be a big bust. So if you want a firm foundation to launch successfully without keeling over, grab my free launch roadmap just for values-driven coaches at coachlaunchroadmap.com. So this guide will help you whether you've got a course to sell, a group to fill, or you're just hosting a webinar to build awareness for your brand. You know, I've launched more times than I can count, and the Coach's Launch Roadmap will help you learn from my wins as well as my mistakes. The link again to get the roadmap is coachlaunchroadmap.com. Now, back to the episode. 
So the goal again is 12,500 subscribers on your list. That's going to lead you to your goal of 250 sales per year. We are leveraging the podcast. We're then going to leverage partnerships. You could just look at any guest you've had on your show up until now and reach back out to them coordinating lead magnet swaps, right? So now let's talk about your social media marketing strategy when it comes to list building. It's okay if your answer to this question is nothing, but can you give me a little bit of an overview around your current social media marketing strategy? I'm sorry, I have to go to with the nothing answer. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a buzzer. <laughs> okay, great. So are you do you have any social media platforms that you're using or are you not on social? I am. Uh, I just not very active, honestly. I have, you know, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook. It's just something that I don't like whatsoever. I've never liked social media for yeah. probably, I, I want to say a variety of reasons, just, but, you know, just not my thing, really. I, I kind of think that's why I kind of fell into podcasting as well is because I like to, I want to call it hide behind some of the, basically the, the platform itself. I, I don't really have to go on video. I don't have to do anything except just have a conversation with a with people which I'm super comfortable with. So I always thought it was like the the best avenue for me to get myself out there and I'm most comfortable with. So yeah, so social media was always something I was like, I just did not have much of an interest in except just to observe other people. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what? You are not alone. And my perspective around social media marketing, like I could make a very strong case and try to convince you why you need to be on social if you're going to scale your course. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just feel like if we have to do something that we're uncomfortable with in order to grow our business, like go get a job, right? <laughs> like do something you're uncomfortable with there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to try to convince you to get on social at all. Let's then talk about what you can do instead even if that is like leveraging your podcast in other ways, because the benefit of social is that um, the analogy I like to use is a shopping mall, which is totally dated, but imagine it's 1987. Okay. <laughs> and shopping malls are a thing. But if I go to the mall, I'm going to the mall with the intention of buying stuff, right? So I may not even know that your store is in the mall, but I could easily come across it because I've entered into the like this gathering place, like the town square, right? Mm -hmm. So when you when you use social media marketing, you can more easily find people. It's like trying to sell your widgets at the mall versus selling them from your basement in your house. You're going to sell more widgets at the mall because you're going to be in front of more people. All of that to say, if you if social is painful for you, you're never going to be consistent. So let's find a different avenue. So let's go back to your podcast. Where, if anywhere, do you feel you could go deeper with your podcast? Where, how could you leverage the podcast even more and use it as a list building mechanism? In the social media world or just in general? We're going to put social media aside. Okay. Because I do have an interesting comment about yeah. this whole because I think because of my audience being health coaches and health coaches just starting out, LinkedIn is probably an interesting place to gather for that. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, I feel a lot better on LinkedIn than 
say Instagram. I like no no interest in being on say Instagram or, mm-hmm. or Twitter for that matter. I think LinkedIn people are actually looking for kind of the content that I am putting out. So yeah. that's, that's a little social media tidbit that I would like to throw out there if I was to justify going on any. So I think you just talked yourself into going on LinkedIn to build your list. Is that what just happened? Kind of, sort of. I, you yeah. know, I, I with that idea. It's, um, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. doesn't feel, again, it's my negative connotation uh, about social media. And I just yeah. think that's, I just, I, I feel like that's my lane a little bit. And I, I enjoy that angle to it as opposed to what other craziness is going on those other platforms. Yeah, I know what you mean. LinkedIn feels less like a popularity contest, right? Yeah. And more about like if you're on LinkedIn, everybody knows why you're there and it's to further your career or further your business. So there's a different shared agreement, right? Maybe less game playing on LinkedIn than perhaps some of the other social platforms. Yeah, that's I feel like. Okay. Something I could slide into a little easier. Yeah. And you also, I, you mentioned the word hiding, right? Hiding behind your podcast. What if you really like embraced hiding behind your podcast on LinkedIn, right? So I have an idea coming to my mind. See how this lands for you. So you could have your LinkedIn account. You're the host of your podcast and the creator of how to create a business boosting podcast. That's what your job is on LinkedIn. And then the content you could put out could just be pulled directly from each weekly episode. Like, I wonder if you could, what day of the week do your episodes drop? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. So every Wednesday, you take the transcript of the episode and publish and post it on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Right? Or you take the first half of the episode posted on LinkedIn and then drive people to the episode to hear the whole thing. So you don't have to create any content. It's just running the recording through temi.com to have the transcript available. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's one of the things that I felt like with the podcast as I've always had unlimited amount of content. It was just yeah. thing that I never had to concern myself with. So yeah, I could definitely do that. Audiograms, just anything that, like you said, you, you know, you could just put the description with the link to the podcast in LinkedIn as well. So yeah, this is there's tons of ways to to do that in on that. Yeah. And the the secret though is you just you can't be half assed when it comes to social media marketing because then you just might as well not do any of it. So yeah. it's about being consistent, and I don't mean being frequent, but being consistent. So if you could drop like an audiogram on Tuesdays, and then maybe Thursday you take some version of the transcript and share part of that. And then maybe Saturdays, I'm making up this timeline a little bit, but Saturdays you publish related episodes, mm-hmm. right? So Tuesday's episode was all about scaling your course. We've talked about similar things. Please check out episode 24, 27, and 49. So again, all roads lead to the podcast, and then it's at the podcast where people get on your list. Okay, that makes sense. Does that feel like something you could get behind? I actually do, yes. Okay, look at that. We converted you. <laughs> you did it. I, I was telling, I was totally going to let you off the hook. <laughs> so um, let me ask you a question. Since you, if you were to let me off the hook, where were we going with that? I'm just curious now. <laughs> I mean, I was going to just drop it right in your lap. Like, if not social, then what? And often the answer a coach will give me is 
They'll decide they want to launch a podcast. They'll lean more heavily into lead magnet swaps and maybe look at ways to do speaking inside of other people's communities. But I will say, this is my own bias coming in, it's a harder hill to climb if you're not willing to be on social. So I'm happy that you're open to bringing the podcast onto LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Great. 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 Okay. So what questions do you have or what support do you need to implement on the five steps that we've talked about so far? Not much, honestly. That's one of the good things about my podcast. I have so many different guests who speak to some of these. Honestly, the only thing that's really, really quite new to me is the lead magnet swap. But conceptually, I understand it. And I think that's that's something that I can do without without any heavy lifting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But everything that was mentioned, like I said, I'm fortunate to have so many different types of guests in business who like a lot of the terms and these concepts are familiar to me. Okay, great. Great. So I think that's a great place now for us to pivot and have a conversation about what does it look like to move an email subscriber into your course? All right. So do you have a like a launch mechanism other than the sales page for your course? Do you have a webinar or some sort of intro training around the course? No, I don't. My initial idea was really like, again, to put it on my podcast specifically. I have a couple episodes where some coaches have interviewed me discussing the podcast. So Mm -hmm. just giving them like a taste of what it is, what it's about. And that's really the extent. I never had like anything that I would consider like a, a masterclass or anything of that nature that you know, springboards them to signing up or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that was the only thing that I was doing at this point. Okay. So I have found, and I've tested, I've tested a lot of different ways to launch. And in particular, in 2023, people are pretty tired (laughs) of being on their computers, right? This was even more the case last year. But we all are more likely to invest when we have an experience of what I call appointment-based marketing. So for you to just say, like, buy the course and buy the course and you drive me to the sales page, you will see fewer conversions than if you drive people to some sort of experience of the course before making an investment. And I wonder if there's a world where you could create a simple evergreen funnel around this. And what it might look like, this was really interesting. We tested it at the end of the year with my program called Client Surge. I gave folks a preview of the course. So instead of a masterclass, I pulled a couple parts of the training that I felt like if you watch this, you would know for sure whether or not Client Surge is a yes or a no for you. And it just had a different vibe than a masterclass. So if you think about the way your course is set up, are there like one or two videos or modules, pieces that you could pull out of the course and present as like intro training to give people the experience of the course and then invite them to invest? I think so. And I've heard this funny, a buddy of mine had recommended doing something like that, kind of like in the intro, even maybe give away the introductory chapter video and just like I said, just taking that piece and giving that away and kind of following up to have something to the lead magnet or or the sales page. 
Yeah. So 70% of the people who bought Client Surge opted in for that intro training. It definitely did its job. But I've never before had this happen. I heard from several coaches. I guess it's a good thing. I don't really know. I heard from several coaches They emailed me to say, thank you so much for giving me access. I have decided to not be a coach. (laughs) (laughs) If this is how much work it takes, no, thank you. So we have to make sure that we give people an accurate experience of what it's like inside the program. And sometimes that intro module could either just create more questions than it answers or overwhelm people because they're not in like in the full container of the course. So what I learned from that, because I just gave people module one, what I'll do next time is pull like a video from probably three different modules. So people get a real sense of the whole experience inside of the program. I think it actually gives them more context that way. So then the, the work for you would be to create a quick intro video. Let's call this your mini course. Okay. So you'd pull up to three videos from the mini course that just gives people a bit of an experience of what the whole program would be like without overwhelming them and making them close their coaching business. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd record a quick intro, letting them know very clearly that this is an introduction to the full course they can sign up for the full course and you give them the URL. And then at the end of the intro, you'd have like the sales pitch video as well, right? So it, let's just say it's five videos altogether. One is a quick greeting from you. Then two to three videos pulled directly from the program. Then a final video, which would be your pitch to the program itself, driving folks to then go and invest. So now what the funnel looks like is they get on your podcast. From there, they get on your list. You're nurturing them with your weekly emails. Every sixth to eighth email, you're going to promote one of two things. One of them is the intro program, the mini course. The other is a direct invitation to buy the program. So you'll just like rotate those as the weeks unfold. Any thoughts or questions about that? No, I like that a lot. My question wouldn't have anything to do with anything right now. It's almost like I know someone like yourself who has multiple opportunities for products and courses and such. Like, I guess it's similar to a different rotation when you're doing it around various items that you are. So, yeah. So I think let me make sure I understand your question. Your question basically is what happens when you have multiple offers? Yes. How do you decide what you're promoting? Every business is different, but I can only speak from my experience. Currently, my business model is the Hive is my signature program. That's the program where there's rolling enrollment. We will have launch, air quotes, events probably twice a year for the Hive. I also have one other course that's actually, Omar, a part of the Hive. It's called Client Surge. But Client Surge helps people overcome their two main objections to investing in the hive. The first one is a year is a long time to commit to working with you, Dallas. I don't even know if I like you that much. So putting them through a 10-week program with me, they really get a sense for whether or not I'm their coach. Okay. And then the second one is with my audience, they're nervous about making the monthly 
tuition, the monthly investment for the Hive for a full year, because they most of them don't have consistent clients when they come into the program. Client Surge solves that problem for them. So now at the end of Client Surge, they have enough like recurring revenue to easily cover their Hive tuition. Client Surge, we only open as a like on a launch model. So once or twice a year, we have an intro webinar or intro training where there's a cart open and a cart close period. So when it comes to rolling enrollment, I only have one offer that I'm consistently promoting through my emails that every six weeks method that I just shared. So you'll have to just think about like take three steps back and look at your year to determine when you're launching what and then building that into your email promo schedule. Got it. Okay. Understood. But I think there's a world, and it happens all the time, where a coach can have too many offers. And what it ends up doing is creating more work for you and confusion for your audience. They almost have like decision overwhelm because there's so many ways they could work with you. They don't know where to get started. So I am all for having a course. And then do you work with people privately at all? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a course and private clients. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So... I would love to hear from you your your takeaways or your understanding from the plan we outlined today. Yeah, no, I think that the what I'm getting is definitely have to tackle the email list first. Well, I should say I say first now that <laughs> my course is out already. Yeah. <laughs> in the perfect world, I would have done that. But in the meantime, I can definitely utilize some of these things that are building up my email list, including trying to for myself, you get uh, guests on a show, the leave magnet swaps. Uh, I really like the, the situation with that video intro to give that away. And again, that's something that's pretty easy to put together. I know there was a lot more and I was feverishly taking notes while trying to pay attention. But I mean, those were like the things that just jump out to me right away. And then mm-hmm. I think they're actionable steps that I can definitely tackle. And then, you know, then I can slide into LinkedIn possibly and get busy over there too as my social media avenue. So yeah, I think this is, um, yeah, definitely very, very helpful and gives me a lot more clarity. That's great. And then I think I want to leave you with this idea. So a mistake I often make in my marketing is I, it's almost like I lose the thread a little bit, right? I get so focused on marketing or I get so focused on the podcast that I forget the point of the podcast. And the point of the podcast is to create enough of a connection with my listeners that they will feel inspired to join the hive. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your podcast, with your lead magnet, with all of your marketing. Yes, the point is to build trust and affinity in service to growing your business. So I always have to remind myself, okay, wait, have I remembered to promote the hive? this week. Wait, have I remembered to promote my lead magnet this week? Because it's something that can just float away on us if we're not conscientiously overdoing it. And I think a lot of us, because we're in our own, in the world of our business, we know how often we're talking about our lead magnets, right? How often we're promoting our courses. Our audience has no idea how often that's happening. And they think it happens way less than we know it happens. So we have to overdo it when it comes to presenting those invitations. Makes sense. So we've got a goal here of 12,500 subscribers in the next 12 months. 
Mm-hmm. So that's about 250 subscribers a week, give yeah. or take. Great. I think it's doable. Yeah, no, I think so too. It sounds bigger than it, um, I say bigger right now, being that I don't have <laughs> nearly yeah. enough to do that. But yeah, with an actionable plan and I, I, it's, I, I can see it happening. I definitely can. Great. Is there anything else you want to ask or share before we wrap up our conversation today, Omar? No, this was super helpful. I definitely got a lot. I appreciate the time that you've taken and just having me on the show. I, I really enjoy connecting to other podcasts as well. So I, I just thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you for coming on the show and for having me on yours. It was great. So for our listeners, think about, so for Omar, he's got his podcast, right? So we began this conversation with looking at how he can leverage his podcast in order to build his list. If you don't have a podcast, this plan still applies to you. Just think about the marketing mechanism that you could leverage even more. Maybe it's your Instagram account. Maybe you have a YouTube channel. Maybe you love guest teaching, whatever that is. How can you go deeper into that one marketing platform and Fill in all of the little list building cracks that probably exist because you haven't conscientiously come up with a plan. All right. So that's my invitation for you this week. Omar, thank you so much for coming on the show. And everybody listening, we will see you back here next Sunday. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.